Hey, Marie, how is it going? I'm good. How are you? I am doing good. Uh, I want to admit something real quick right now. In my head, uh, there's a lot of words. Um, I was I was an early reader, and there's a lot of words that I read before I ever heard anyone say them out loud. So I pronounced them wrong, and it's still, even though I learned the right way, it's taken years and years and years to pronounce it right. And one of those is your name. In my head, I automatically think Mary because I, I read it way before I heard it said out loud. And so literally every time I say your name, I have a thought of like, Mary, nope, it's not Mary, Marie. So I have to like fix it <laughs> literally every <laughs> single time I say it. And I have like a bunch of words like that. You haven't said it wrong yet. Well, that's, that, that's good. Yeah, the, yeah. The, the fix is working. But mm. yeah, that's uh, just an admission of mine that literally every single time, if there's a <laughs> weird pause, that's why that little like, there's like a switch that has to flip every single time that yep. I say your name. So with that start, hey, how how's it going? How <laughs> did your week go? Uh, how did your, we talked about our little challenges for each other, yeah. like your overtime features. So yeah, so how did that, how'd that go this week? The week went okay. It's probably not one of my best weeks. I think I was feeling slightly stressed this week. Uh, part of the reason was um, uh, one, of, one of the team members for Llama Life was out. That happens from time to time, just personal stuff. I think that's what kind of gave me like a little bit of extra stress or extra pressure. I think that's the thing with running your own business though. Like there's no one to go to, like that's, you're your own <laughs> boss. So, right. you know, if you're working in a larger company and you've got some kind of issue or you're feeling a little bit off or you, you need advice, like it's easier to go, I'm going to talk to my boss about it. You know, as long as you've got a good boss, but that's mm -hmm. the way it's it's set up. That's the structure, and that's kind of what you're supposed to do, right? Right, right. And I think when you have your own business, there's there's really no one to go to sometimes. So I think the the big challenge for me is that like I always try and be super self aware about how I'm feeling, and I always try and get to the bottom of why that is and what can I do to turn that around. That is easier said than done. Right. I think I think <laughs> yeah. if we all thought about it, like we'd all probably come to that conclusion, like, okay, well, let's try and figure out what is causing the stress or the the anxiety and like try and get to the bottom of it. It's a really good exercise to do. It's quite hard, but I think the first step is just being very self-aware that you're feeling off. So like try and address it. Right, right. You know? Do you ever have that have that as well? Yeah. Well, I I mean, most of the stuff I do have a full time job outside of the other work I do and I think what you said is totally right, where for stuff there, I can just worry about like, well, I did my part. And if things are in trouble or I don't know what to do, it's like, well, it's kind of outside of my responsibility. So I can just sort of like make sure my you know ducks are in a row or whatever and like communicate to make sure I'm doing what I'm supposed to do. But with you, it's like, well, just doing what you're quote unquote supposed to do might not be enough, you know, because you have to decide what you're supposed to do in that kind of, there's a lot of weight to that. The buck stops with you. So you kind of have to make a lot of those bigger decisions. And there's a lot more weight to figuring out like where you should put your time because there isn't an obvious path a lot of the time. Mm. And it's always trying to think, you know, as a, as a small business, like with three people, how do you compete with a larger business? Like how do you actually mm -hmm. get more done with a small team and, it, I think half of it is about working smarter. Like everyone goes, okay, we'll be more efficient with your time, but that's not enough because you still only have so much time in a day. So you have to be really, really focused on, okay, these 
are the specific things that we're going to spend the time on. So being smarter about what you're working on and then obviously being as efficient as you can. But you also have to be very sort of choosy about what you work on and is that the right thing for this moment? Mm -hmm. And then I think if you can outsource stuff as well, that could also help. But obviously, you know, that, that costs money as well. So you need to kind of balance like what's the situation your business is in? Can you afford to outsource something? Is that worth it? It's always about trade-offs. But I think to be clear, it's not it's not the fact that somebody was out this week or half this week. That's That happens. That is something that you have to deal with all the time. It's kind of – but I think it did have an effect on me. And I, so I think my, my main point is sort of just mm. – it's more about me, like trying to, trying to go, all right, I've got to manage my emotions. Like I'm not feeling great this week, so why is that? Mm. And is that a valid reason to not feel great or is that just a fact of life that – People will be out for whatever reason and you just have to deal with that. And is it is it really life or death if we don't get something out the door? I think some of the pressure is kind of just self-inflicted. You know? <laughs> right, yeah. It can be tricky where you're trying to figure out how to, yeah, you have like an idea of what things are going to be. And then when something happens mm-hmm. and kind of throws a wrench, it really, it can throw everything off much more than like the wrench itself. It's just like, that that mood shift that can happen can really just like you know tax your ability to do the other things even though like you're not out you're there but just that change in expectation can really sort of sabotage things i know just in with having adhd like i find that a lot of time i i naturally figure out like an expectation of how something is going to go so i have like an idea of I, i do this with my schedule all the time where i think okay, this is going to happen, then that's going to happen, then this is going to happen. Even when it's like nothing important, it's just like, oh, I'm going to work on this project and then I'm going to play video games and then I'm going to watch this TV show. I still have like this expectation of what is going to happen. And so when like something throws that off, like, you know, maybe my wife says like, oh, um, actually I'm going to go out, I got to go grocery shopping tonight. And then that throws off my plan of like, oh, I was going to work on this thing and then we were going to watch that show. But if you're out, we can't watch a show. And so maybe I can't even start on the thing that I was going to do before the show. Like everything is sort of like out of whack at that Mm. point. And I kind of that destroyed expectation of what I thought was going to happen really can throw everything off. And it's kind of hard to get back on track when that happens. Yeah, it's such a powerful thing. It's even, you know, two people can have the same situation happen to them. But if they go in with different expectations, so that can actually completely change how each person feels. Mm -hmm. But it's the same situation, right? Mm -hmm. In reality, it would be the same situation you're both thrown into. But if you've expected so much more out of that situation, like what you're going to get back, or the other person goes, well, I'm going to go in and with really low expectations, then you might actually come out completely different. Okay, this is not a work example, but um, last night I watched uh, Thor – Thor um, Uh Love and Thunder the latest Thor movie it it wasn't very good but I kind (laughs) of went in going I haven't haven't seen (laughs) it yet but I won't spoil it I won't spoil it (laughs) I'm a big Marvel fan I love all the Marvel movies but I went in and I was like you know what I'm gonna just watch it with like really low expectations I'm just gonna go in and just try and enjoy it it's a you know it's a little different to some of the other Marvel movies because it's got this comedic tone mm-hmm. to it it's really silly right and so I went in I was like you know I'm gonna have a drink I just poured like a small whiskey and I was like I'm just gonna go try and enjoy it and not think about work 
And because I went in with very, very low expectations, <laughs> I kind of like, it was okay. Like I had a laugh, but right. I think if I went in with, with high expectations, I probably would have just been criticizing it in my head like the whole time. But I kind of mm-hmm. just went in and go, I'm just going to sit back and enjoy it. It's, I know it's going to be a little bit silly. And, and actually, it was like, yeah, it was good. I, I had a laugh. So that was kind of the main thing. Yeah, that, that reminds me. Um, I had kind of that same experience with the movie uh, Solo. So like the Star Wars movie where they recast, you know, had somebody else playing Han Solo. And I went in. I haven't seen it. I haven't seen it. Okay. So I, I saw the trailer and I was mm-hmm. like, okay, it's, it's kind of okay. weird with somebody else, you know, not Harrison Ford, someone else being Han Solo. But I kind of went in with that same expectation. I was like, well, I'm just going to see, like, I know what I'm not going to like about the movie. So I'm just going to go in and just sort of ha- try to have fun with it. And I had mm-hmm. a blast. I loved that movie. It's like one of my favorite Star Wars movies, even though like the critics kind of panned it and a lot of fans hate it too. I I just really enjoyed it. It was just a lot of fun, popcorn flick, and yeah, I didn't take it too seriously. And I went in kind of similar with like that low expectation, and then that made it a much more enjoyable experience. I didn't like end going like, oh, they messed this up or messed up that. It's like who cares? This is a blast, mm-hmm. and getting to see Lando in it was a blast. So yeah, that expectation it can so completely change your perspective of something. I'll try to do that when there's something I'm excited about. Like try to like. Calm down, Jesse. Don't get too excited because you're going to ruin it if you think it's going to be too good. Yeah, exactly. So how do we translate that feeling or that, <laughs> you know, in, into into the work? Because I think, um, you know, if you go into your week with really high expectations that you're going to do this and that and it's all going to go perfectly, actually there is a difference between expectations and sort of goals, right? So you still – I would still go into the week having mm-hmm. kind of like a stretch goal, like something – I want to push myself still. So I want to set that goal pretty high, but I also need to kind of set my own expectations on it. So yeah, there's a little bit of a, I don't know, they are different, different things, but. Mm -hmm. I think that is one thing that, uh, so I'm not super familiar with scrum uh, and all the like sprints and stuff that they do, but I do think the idea of, we, we do something sort of similar at my job. We don't call them sprints, but we have sort of like a different label of like, so we're going to focus on these features for the like the next uh, six weeks. During that six weeks, we have sort of like an MVP. It's like this this MVP version of the feature, like we could probably crank it out in two to three weeks, but we're not going to say like we're going to do it in two to three weeks. We're going to say we have six weeks to work on it and then we're going to focus on that and then we're going to have stretch goals. And so it's almost like at the end of it, it's like, well, we can ship it because we got the MVP. We knew that that was going to be an easy get. And then if we had time for these stretch features, then we can ship those as well. But I think sort of like trying to set, setting a goal that allows room for, yeah, for expectations mm. to get blown or for people to get sick or for whatever is the case. It's such an important point because it's the, it could be the difference between you feeling like you failed every week because you couldn't hit your goal mm-hmm. and you feeling like you actually smashed it out of the park every week. And it could just be the difference of a few days or it could be, you know, setting a goal of two weeks rather than one. Mm -hmm. But the way you feel based on that is completely different. Right. It's it's just the number where you go, I'm going to get this done this week. Mm -hmm. So I've kind of been doing that every week. I'm like, we're going to get this done this week. And every week we kind of miss the target just by a few days. Mm -hmm. But if I said, we're going to get this done in two weeks, we would have actually beat the target by a few days. Mm-hmm. completely different and, right. and everyone would feel different 
Yeah, yeah that's yeah. a really good point. <laughs> On that, so I, I don't think you quite said, but I'm uh, guessing from your language that you did not launch uh, the uh, <laughs> the overtime. Was it overtime? Is that the name? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. The overtime feature. So this is for Llama Life, which is the productivity app that helps you focus. We're going to add this feature called overtime. When you finish a task, it starts counting like how much time like how much extra time you've spent on that task. I've been posting about it quite a bit on Twitter because we're not stuck on the functionality. We're, we're actually stuck more on the design. Mm. So the design is not just about how it looks. It's also the, the UX, the experience that a user has. And the challenge with Llama Life is that it is all about the experience. Like that is what you're paying for because it's a productivity tool. Mm-hmm. Obviously, it's got to be functional, But the difference between it and other productivity tools is the feeling you get from it. It's meant to make you feel calm and focused. So if we can't nail the design, it's a big deal. Right. I don't know. I mean, maybe some people seeing it on Twitter, it looks, maybe it looks repetitive. I'm not, I'm not really sure. I haven't had that feedback, but I keep posting about this same thing because I'm going through different designs and, you know, iterations and like the problem I'm having is when I use my own design, I'm like, it doesn't feel quite right and if i'm not feeling it's right then then a user might not either there is something that's slightly off about it to me and that's why i'm like ah it's not ready and i'm only kind of holding it back because design is such a huge part of llama life like that is one of the differentiating factors Mm -hmm. if it wasn't if the product i was creating was more of a functional product like you click a button it does this and the outcome is it actually did what you needed it to do. Mm-hmm. With Llama Life, the outcome is really about helping the user feel accomplished, feel good about what they've completed, mm-hmm. like what task they've completed. So if we can't a- achieve that, then the product's failed. So, or it's not worth paying for, or the value's not there. So that's why I kind of am really like focused on this design. Like, is this doing what we need it to do? And you know, obviously, it's good to test it as well with other people, but it has to pass my test first. And then if it passes my test, I'll ask a few other people. Yeah, I, I mean, I think you're where you're at with the, you know, with the company and the product. I think it makes sense to, I don't know, maybe actually Michelle Hansen, maybe she might disagree uh, because I know she's all about like interviewing people. But I kind of feel like I, like initially in a product, I'm all about relying on my own taste. Like that is what gets it to the point where I want to really love the app and just sort of embrace what works best for me. And then like, I feel like interviewing customers, it, maybe it depends, but especially with design stuff, that feels like go with your gut early on. And that is kind of like, I think that's what has made the product what it is, is just sort of making it a good tool for you. And I feel like early on where you're at is still kind of a good place to still just rely on that gut, especially for like kind of design stuff. Yeah. You know, Michelle's book is great as well. Deploy, it's called Deploy Empathy. Hey, Michelle, another shout out for Michelle. That's funny. Michelle's awesome. <laughs> uh, follow her on Twitter, Michelle Hansen. I think there's many ways to get feedback as well, though. You know, you can you can definitely reach out to customers and speak with them, but you can also just pay attention to what's happening online. So if someone is talking about your product on Twitter, I mean, you could reach out to them after you see a tweet about the product, but you could also just read the tweet and go, hmm, they've said something in there which which makes me think that they're not liking a particular feature or it's not working for them. I also go on Reddit quite a bit. It's not specific Llama Life feedback that I'm reading on Reddit. It's more about trying to understand the customer from Reddit. So we have a lot of customers who have ADHD, even hanging out on the ADHD subreddit and just 
reading all the challenges people have, especially when they're searching for productivity tools, I'm just looking at the category, not my product, just the category amongst my target users. And I have ADHD as well. So I, I kind of feel like I have a specific lens that I put on the product, even though it's not, yeah. you know, anyone can use Llama Life, but it's kind of designed from <laughs> that neurodiverse kind of angle. And my theory is actually that if you can design a product for neurodiversity or for say ADHD specifically, because we're all on a spectrum, I feel like if you can design a product for people who need it the most, then everyone can also benefit because everyone has a, has a challenge with focusing everyone, you know, you could focus more. You could always go, well, I could probably just focus a little bit better on what I'm doing. So that's kind of, that's my hypothesis is that designing something for the people who need it most means everyone can still get something from it, but we'll see. Yeah, no, I think that totally makes sense that I feel like I've noticed that in several places. I actually, on my other podcast, I just did an interview today for the ADHD Nerds podcast. I interviewed Sharon Pope. She created the product Shelpful, which is sort of like an accountability buddy kind of app so that you get like text messages to sort of like keep you on task with things and kind of reminding you what you're, you know, what you've committed to doing, building habits, all that sort of stuff. Uh, but she kind of said a similar thing where she built the product because it was something that she needed. And she basically, she kind of really helped a lot of people with ADHD, but people without ADHD also were finding it really helpful. So it's kind of like, just like you said, like by focusing on helping people with a really specific problem that's really difficult for them, it also can be beneficial for people that maybe don't have it as bad, but still sort of experience those same difficulties with focus or accountability or getting things done. Mm -hmm. Yep. I'm just thinking we're kind of halfway through. Yeah, yeah, that's true. How's your week been? Uh, good. So we're recording a day late because I was not done with the landing page I wanted to do yesterday. And I so I cranked last night. And then today I, I had today off. So I've been working on it today. And I did launch the landing page. So I have like a pretty simple landing page. Uh, I'll just mention it. It's workingwithadhd.com. And so right now, all it is, is it's for a workshop that I'm going to be doing with Trina Haynes next month. And right now it just has like very basic details and then like an email opt-in form. And then I've also been working on like what the full page will be like eventually. So that's been going good. Um, I use Next.js for most of my like kind of one-off sites like that uh, with Tailwind. Are you familiar? Do you use Tailwind at all? I'm I'm familiar with it, but I don't I don't use it. Okay, I love Tailwind. It's just such <laughs> a my background being in design. I feel like I often know what I want to do, and then it's just like I got to slog through the work of getting it to look like what I want it to look like. Uh, even though I've been doing CSS forever, it's still just like a bit of work. But Tailwind, I feel like it just lowers the friction in doing that. So it's so I can get there much quicker with Tailwind. So I, mm. yeah, I love Tailwind, just being able to kind of throw in, throw in the classes and manipulate it live on, you know, on the fly. So I have a browser up and my code editor up to so VS Code, just trying different stuff and getting it to kind of manipulate. And yeah, it, it works great. So I'm a, I'm a big fan of Tailwind for pretty much all of my side projects. I use that. Yeah, so I did it. Now you're making me want to check it out again, but that's awesome. Good stuff. <laughs> so, so just having the, the commitment of, because um, you mentioned it last week that you were going to do this. And I know yes. you, you messaged me during the week going, oh, I haven't haven't done it yet, but I'm feeling the pressure. And so did you do it like <laughs> just at the end of the week? Was it just a Friday, a Friday thing or? Kind of, yeah. So I, 
I was thinking about it throughout the week. And so I had sort of like a general idea of what I wanted to do with it. And I think I did a little bit of work earlier in the week. And then, oh, and that's right. I, I was up on Wednesday night and I started working on it. And that, that was one of the nights uh, my wife was like, hey, let's watch the end of the show. Because we were like near the season finale of Only Murders in the Building, which is an amazing show. Big fan. So I was like, uh, yeah, I want to watch that. So I'll kick this project off to the next day. But then I felt I remember that, I, you know, we committed. So that was that gave me that urgency I needed to really just mm-hmm, like dive mm-hmm. in. And because I honestly, I probably wouldn't have done anything yet and then would have started like tomorrow to try and cram it out. But now that it's done, I have time to work on the full page that I want to do for it. And, you know, one of the million other projects that I have going on. So, yeah, awesome. uh, I love it. Having that accountability definitely was a big part of helping me get this done and not doing who knows what else I would have done with that that time. It, it still pushed me on as well. I So I with the mm-hmm. overtime feature, there's obviously the functionality part of it. And then there's sort of the design part and they, you know, arguably kind of go together. But but in terms of just pure functionality, I did finish that this week. You just didn't ship it because there's the design aspects Mm. you want you want to get it just right yeah yeah and you know obviously there's a balance like we don't want to go too extreme where you have to you know you become a perfectionist on it but at the same time there's just something that was slightly off and i couldn't do it couldn't push it but that's awesome that you did it i'm super what's the what was the url again i've got to check it out working with adhd okay working with ADHD. yeah so it's it'll be a like a weekend workshop so like three hours on saturday three hours on sunday and yeah, I'm, I'm excited for it. We, we still have, have to figure out what all the content is, but I'm you know going to be borrowing some of it from the course that I just did. And then Trina, she's got a lot of her own content that she'll be bringing. And there were also, I'm really excited. Oh, I can't remember the person's name, but we're having a guest speaker who's going to talk about like workplace accommodations and kind of what is available for that sort of thing. So I think it's going to be really, really cool. Uh, I'm excited to do it. But yeah, I'm really excited that the accountability worked and I was able to launch that website. <laughs> awesome. So yeah, I think you you also mentioned Asana integration last week. Oh yeah. Did anything move on that or is that kind of in the same spot? We we did move on that. So we we kind of got us we got our functionality done, but we hit a roadblock that was very unusual mm. because we were googling a lot and there wasn't a lot on it. So at some point we're just like, okay, we're going to just email Asana. So we've, we've actually put in a couple of, um, you know, support request tickets and we're, we're waiting. So that's kind of out of our control now. We're just waiting to hear back mm. from them because it was diminishing returns. Like we were just spending so much time on it. We're like we just need to ask them because there's something weird happening and yeah. maybe it is our setup, but it's just we're just spending too much time on it and nothing's moving. So, yeah, we're just waiting with that one. But we did as much as we could. Integrations are really tricky. I have so much respect yeah. now for businesses that, you know, integrations is kind of like a huge part or there's some businesses that's their main thing. Like they actually, they actually just help you with integrating. It's so tricky. It looks simple on the surface that like everybody says, oh, it's the same process for everyone, but it's kind of not. <laughs> there's always some little quirk. <laughs> yeah. But anyway, that, that'll be a next week thing. You also had your YouTube video, right? Weren't you making another YouTube video? Yeah, so I realized after last episode, we mentioned the accountability stuff. And I was like, why didn't I mention the video? Because I had recorded everything for the video and I was still in the middle of editing it. But if we had mentioned it, I I did it. So 
I was able to <laughs> finish editing that and I launched it on Tuesday. So I did a video on rejection sensitive dysphoria. And that's been a good experience, like watching and just sort of like, you know, again, I'm learning how YouTube works. And so it hasn't done nearly as big as the other video I have, but it's been getting like a pretty steady stream of people watching it. And I'm getting really good, positive feedback from people. And so it feels like, yes, this is another good video to have kind of, you know, in the catalog as like, that's sort of my goal now with, with the YouTube channel is I want to build up a good catalog so that when someone stumbles across one of those videos, if it like connects with them, I have more videos for them to look at for other topics with ADHD. That's been really good so far. And I also just like editing it again. I haven't really done a lot in Final Cut Pro for a long time. I used to in an old job, I like lived in Final Cut Pro. So I'm like rediscovering the joy of like, oh man, I love editing video. This is so much fun. So that was kind of a really cool discovery to realize like, yep, I really love doing this. And so it's kind of great to be back uh, doing that stuff. And then I haven't, I have a few ideas for what my next video is, but I haven't figured that out yet. I want to, maybe I'll, I'll commit that this week. What I want to do mm -hmm. is have a script ready to go by next week. I want to have a script ready to go for my next video. So that'll, that'll be my commitment for next week. Okay. How about you? Do you have any uh, specific commitments you want to put on air for next week? <laughs> yeah. So, okay. Let me think. Um, obviously overtime, the overtime feature, I think the Asana feature, mm -hmm. the integration, it's... It's really up to Asana now because we've messaged them twice. That feels like that's not a great one since it's out of your control right now. Yeah, it's not a good one to spend the time on. So definitely the overtime feature. I'm going to do a little bit more work on it this weekend. You know, it's one of those things where you need to take a break and come back to it. And I'm also trying to do it like not on a screen as much or not. Actually, not that, that's not quite right. So it's still on a screen, but not. The tricky thing with design is sometimes you can get really too into like making like say I'm in my design tool, which is sketch and I'm kind of moving stuff around and trying to figure out how that works. But sometimes you just get lost in that. So I'm actually, I just took a screenshot of it. So it's static and I'm just kind of mm -hmm. looking at it and sort of imagining in my mind how it could work. And I, I'm looking at it on my phone and I'm like sort of fake pressing all the different elements and thinking how it could flow. I'm sort mm -hmm. of doing it that way now because I think I was just wasting too much time, like moving pixels around. Does that make sense? Yeah. In, in a tool. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, mm -hmm. So I definitely commit to overtime. That's got to go out. Maybe even if it's not perfect, it'll go out and then we'll get feedback. It's probably at that point. And then the next thing I want to do is, you know, sometimes it's really hard to start a task. Most productivity tools reward you when you finish a task, like you can tick it off the list. And, you know, with Llama mm -hmm. Life, when you mm -hmm. tick something off the list, you get confetti and it's like this celebration that you did it. I'm actually thinking of rewarding people when they start a task because it's really hard for ah, me to start. Okay. Yeah, so I want to be yeah. like the first productivity tool that, re that rewards you for starting and gives you like a dopamine hit for starting. And, <laughs> you know, it could be as simple as when you start, you get the confetti. But I want to actually add mm -hmm. uh, more animations, like more um, celebrations in there and maybe make them random as well because – Personally, I like variety. Like I kind of, it, it keeps it interesting for me if there's variety and I don't know what mm -hmm. celebration I'm going to get, but we definitely want to put something in at the start because I don't think anyone, I don't think other tools reward you for starting. And that's a big thing for me. Like just getting started is, is sometimes hard. I think we'll commit to that next week. That will be a fun one because 
it's just finding like fun animations and stuff to put in and yeah i think that is brilliant i i love that idea i know particularly with adhd one of the big struggles we have is task initiation which is exactly what you're talking about like getting started is one of the hardest things a lot of the time so i've never like that sounds like an obvious thing but i've never heard of a productivity app that does that that kind of rewards you for starting that timer that you started on a thing uh, I think that's brilliant. <laughs> I can't wait to see uh, what that looks like. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And, and if anyone has any suggestions for like animations that we can put in, just uh, I guess tweet at us. But there will be confetti. Confetti will be one. I don't know. I was thinking of, um, you know, with iMessage, how there's all those animations. Like sometimes you can put in like balloons and um, they've got, oh, yeah. mm -hmm. uh, what else do they have? Tons of effects that happen on different occasions or when you type different words. Maybe something mm -hmm. like that, but um, yeah, I think it'll be a fun one. And it's it's a nice change from doing something like Asana, which is all integrations involves a lot of backend work and there's not a lot of design stuff. It's just making sure things connect to each other and that's a whole different right. kind of mindset. So it'd be a nice switch to change from that. Awesome. Yeah. Well, I can't wait to see where that goes. Uh, this is probably a good place to wrap up. So mm -hmm. have a great week until we connect again. And I'm excited to see how those go. Sounds good.